like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tanoa route. Hop to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Them Portal Boys be podcasting yet again. This is Joshua. Elias. And on this episode, we're covering Season 1, Episode 5 of Rick and Morty, uh, which is entitled Me Seeks and Destroy. And this is one of the iconic episodes, right? Yeah, Everyone knows about Mr. Yeah, Meeseeks. Mr. Meeseeks, I, this is such a great introduction to what became, like you said, an iconic character, right? Yeah. Like, the, Mr. Meeseeks will... It is now it's 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 now you know it should be put in the Library of Congress. He's you know one yeah. of the best creative characters ever. Um, I think that the the what the existence is pain, you know the fact that they're in it for, for oh such there's a sh- so many weird yeah, nuggets yeah, that the, that yeah. the seeks offer man. One uh, of the things that I like the most about it is uh, if I if I recall correctly. Um, I'm Mr. Meeseeks is something that one of the producers yelled out during a like writing session where everybody had writer's block. And like so it was just that was like, just like his way of it was like the monkey mouth mundanity. It was the monkey mouth, you know, kind of like that that aha kind of moment. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. And you know, somehow or another it made it in. And uh, you know, I, I love the stories like that that you that you hear about this show, how they like the the like loosely improvised feel that it has like he was like fuck it I'm Mr. Meeseeks yeah during the writing session one time and like now he's one of the most iconic characters the show has produced and so we're kind of running we we run into the episode or we're kind of like we're we're like thrown into this episode of like just chaos right yeah yeah so it starts with uh with Rick and Morty being chased by the clones from an alternate dimension of of the family yeah the smith family i don't know if you've ever seen um it's a great movie i think it's called um event horizon so it's like that sounds neat oh so it's like basically these uh the ship that's on a long voyage into space and it actually like touches the end of all creation in space which is essentially the the beginning of a of an alternate dimension which is similar to hell like there's nothing there it's the deep dark nothingness and it 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 completely changes the characters in it it's a very interesting kind of like sci-fi you know sci-fi movie with an kind of like a under theme of like semi-religious stuff i guess and is like is this intro an homage to that or yeah, i think it's kind of like when they talk about the demons and the family and kind yeah of like it's, it, and, the, and the ship is really dark and it seems like it's kind of taken it over by you demons. Those, it gives it, you kind of that event horizon it, it gives you those type of feel yeah like. exactly that like event horizon this 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 particular ship that they're on has been through the been through the the rigors and kind of like come back at the other end and it doesn't phase him in the least, right? He he basically ghostbusters them, right? Well, so they they tackle Rick, yeah, and Morty gets the device, and he winds up hesitating, but he ultimately hits the button, and mm-hmm. it just like melts the family, right? Yeah. It just like compresses them into this little device, and yeah. 
Rick just like picks I mean, it up nonchalantly. He literally holds it up like the Ghostbusters kind of like you know you know kind of tool on the on the on the movie and yeah like by the strap yeah by the strap and he's like you know he he's, it, it didn't phase him one bit and you literally have. Morty having an existential meltdown. Yeah, I mean, he literally just, like, pops a portal up and, like, walks through the portal and starts talking about how, like, people pay top dollars for this while, uh, while Morty's, like, over in the corner just, like, ralphing. Yeah, just right? losing, losing every bit of like his coach, lunch. Like Coach yeah. Johnson just made him run two dozen gassers during two days or some shit. Yeah, he just, he's just the end. And without mm-hmm. skipping a beat, he's like, hey, most people pay top dollar for that breakthrough. And Morty's like, bro, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. I- quit yeah he, which and, i can't blame him and the thing is is that it you know what's really funny is i think that hindsight's really really is 2020 because you you always have these kind of, i always have these kind of like for some reason these like faint recollections of morty being kind of softer than he is but he truly isn't like he's always kind of been a down and dirty guy like oh you know, he's really is tough i mean this, it almost seems like the only one who can kind of break that facade is you know maybe summer and and, and rick well you know he's insecure yeah right, right. And, and he's and his voice cracks and he's small <laughs> and he's like always in need of protection in these crazy circumstances. But the bottom line bro, is that you put Morty yeah. in a corner mongoose, and like man. make that motherfucker fight. Oh yeah. bro, Morty is a son of a bitch, bro. You don't he's wanna, a scrap, man. You don't want to fight. I feel you what, I'm a grown man. I'm six two, three hundred pounds. I don't want no fucking yeah, part. He's, he's ripping dicks off and, I don't and, part and of purple Morty. and some nurples, man. He's like he's, biting fingers yeah, off. Yeah, he's biting shit. fingers off. I mean, so no holds barred when you're. Yeah, I mean, like Morty, Morty, he is his uh, grandfather's. You know, uh, he's he's that apple man. He doesn't fall far from that tree, man. Because he, he, Mo- yeah. he has them Sanchez genes. Yeah, he has them Sanchez genes. Because I mean, Cuban genes, bro. Because I'll tell you what, man. Rick, Rick is a scrapper too, man. He's he's. 92 pounds of raw fury when he I mean, wants how to get many into times, it. I mean, what are we, five episodes in? I don't know how many times we've seen it. We don't know how many times we've seen Rick get his ass kicked. But yeah. throughout the series, yeah. if you haven't caught on yet, Rick gets his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. And he's a tough son of a bitch. He's yeah. always coming back. Yeah. I and mean, so, it, it, I think the only one who's ever really gotten his number, and we won't go too far into it, is is when Mr. Nimbus had to pull, pull his... Uh, Pull his ass out the flames, you know. Oh man, that was a deep sitch too. Yeah, that was, that's a man. That's such a fun goddamn episode. So, but, we're, so we're we're tail deep in we're, we're we're I mean we're 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 shallows in in the first episode, I mean in the fifth episode, and we have him. We have Morty coming to the realization that he want or coming to the realization that he wants to have a little bit of say now. He doesn't want to be so much the sidekick. He wants well, so at this point, he's saying that he wants out. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, right. I, yeah, I he want, wants out. I want fucking out. Yeah. And, you know, Rick's like, it's a crazy chaotic place, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you need to, you need to come around and basically... He's, he's what the what pimp it, bringing his prostitute back down. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. And what it turns into is, uh, is they strike a deal yeah. where basically Rick agrees to let Morty dictate how the next adventure goes. Yeah. But that if they bail before the 
before the quest or before the adventure reaches its natural conclusion, yeah. uh, Morty loses the right to bitch about all further adventures, and he also has to do Rick's laundry for a month. But, but, but he also, on the tail end, if it does go well and they do have a great adventure, he gets to have every tenth excursion be whatever he chooses yeah which which morty tried for the first out of every three he won yeah. every three and, and rick settled where rick was like one out of ten and morty just dove all over that yeah morty was like shit any control that's mine yeah give exactly. me that give me that uh, I, I i see a lot of boob world in their future right or, at least once at least at least once every ten yeah right, right. i mean like and like well it might be once every it might be once every 20th. It might be a booty world. Right, like a big to. booty world. I don't know if anybody on here has ever, if anybody's listening, well, first off, no one's listening, but if, <laughs> if any if any of the Phantom viewers who wind up finding this in the future ha, has ever watched any Space Dandy. Space Dandy, I Yeah, know. there's an ongoing debate, uh, and it's like the primary crux of the universe is what's better, Buster Boobies. And so I'm pretty sure... I'm a butt sh- guy, man, all day, every day, man. I, I'm sorry. You got hips, but it's just it's just there, man. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, Kramer, for, I'm Kramer's ass man. I'm right? here for it all, uh, honestly. <laughs> I, I can't I can't honestly say if I'm preferential. I think I'm just like into 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 the female body. But um, either way, um, they wind up doing the gamble. They strike the deal, um, but then they they have a hat trick, right? Yeah. Uh, like the whole Smith family comes in. Y'all have dumbass shit going on. I don't even remember what things so are. So, like, right. one of them, I think, wanted a man. Okay, Jerry wanted the mayonnaise jar open. Summer wanted her homework done. And I don't remember what. The dishwasher the wasn't dish- working. Yeah, and then he's like, the dishwasher's not working. Or the dishwasher's doing. That doing doing that. And like, what? Washing dishes? And she said, like, no, the opposite. <laughs> it's not washing dishes, you son of a bitch. But so, uh, to get. And out so of- he's like. About it, right? Because he's like, now he doesn't have to deal with Rick anymore. I mean, now he doesn't have to deal with Morty anymore because he's got the hat trick, right? But Morty does not let him off of the yeah, hook yeah. whatsoever, right? And uh, basically holds him to it. And the way that Rick handles all three of these guys on the fly is by handing them the dun 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 the Meeseeks box. box. And he shows them how it works. He hits yeah. the button. And uh, the Meeseeks pops out. Hey, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. He says, hey, Mr. Meeseeks. Open Jerry's stupid mayonnaise jar. Okay, can do. Yeah, and they're enthu- the I love jar. how they're enthusiastic about everything at the, you know, that. Oh, you can, can do. can do. So excited to fucking yeah. help you do whatever dumbass shit. Yeah, and uh, so we don't get to see it this time, but later on in the series, since, since we're going to, and more to our Phantom viewers, the Kirkland land, the Kirkland brand, Meeseeks box is the best thing ever. Oh, it's that's... a red Meeseeks smoking cigarettes and couldn't give two shits about what you need. Yeah, like smoking a dragon. Like, what do you want? And I can just... honestly say that I don't even know where you get Kirkland brand stuff from. Kirkland brand is one of those things. I think it's more like it's it's more like an old school kind of thing. So where now you have like Hill Country Fair or you have like Sam stuff. Kirkland Land was kind of that Sam, similar thing. You said Sam stuff? Yeah, so like Sam's would be like the off-brand Walmart stuff. Our Hill Country Fair is the off-brand HEB. I feel, Kirkland, like I, saw, I feel like I saw some Kirkland brand salt. Yeah, so like that. Kirkland brand is basically that like it's the off-brand version of what you would normally get. But like, you know? well, but like what, what store would I go to? 
I'm assuming probably something in the northern area where you would probably find Kirkland. Maybe like a, like a, what is that? It's not, that's not a, what's it called? They used to have one over No, there. bro, no, bro. I'm telling you, I saw some, I saw some Kirkland brand salt around, well, I've been up north, yeah. so maybe I've seen it up north, but either way, we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't, even yeah, know, we don't need to dive too deep into what Kirkland brand is, because that's not even in this episode, <laughs> but it's just hilarious to know that there's a Kirkland off-brand Meeseeks box that couldn't give two shits about what you need. Now we're getting into the main focus, <laughs> which is Mr. Meeseeks, and he's there to basically make their life easier. We've got three tasks. Yeah, Rick, Rick demands that they keep it simple. Yeah. Because they're not gods, and they... Through burps and grunts, he's like, they're not gods, let's keep it simple. And they just absolutely do not abide. Yeah. Whatsoever. So the three things that happen are Summer asks to be more popular most at school. Po- yeah, the most popular girl in school, I think. Yeah, she just says, more, I want to be more, more popular, popular at school. Yeah. Beth wants to be a more complete woman. Woman, yeah. And Jerry wants to take two strokes off of his And Jerry, coffee. Jerry, you know, he can only Jerry things up as Jerry does, which you properly turned into a verb, I'm assuming that is, because my English is trash, but you properly turned that into what it is, is he turns, he jerries the whole thing up by asking something that should be really simple, which is just basically taking two strokes off the game. I mean, the most, two no. strokes off of his, off Bro, of Bro, uh, you've never played any golf. Right? Well, I mean, so the thing is, is that- Bro, that, taking two strokes off your golf game what's, is like, what, what he would whoa. assume, yeah, what he would assume as being the most simple thing, right? In reality, you actually have to put in the work to take two strokes off of the game. Yeah, right? yeah. You no. have to take you have to take into consideration a lot of things. Are are you in the the course? I will tell you right now. The mm-hmm. moment the moment that Jerry said that, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, these guys are so fucked. so. You're pressing the box. You got Mr. Meeseeks. What's Mr. Meeseeks doing for you? Ooh wee! What is what is my motive operandi before I disappear as a Mr. Meeseeks? Man, I'm like, shit, dude. That's so silly. There's so many dumbass things I'd like to do with a Meeseeks. I would want to fucking do like something silly with him. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm so overwhelmed with so many dumbass. They, they, like, they, the, so I mean, they literally set, stand in front of the box and they're like, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I mean, I would want to do something silly. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Like I would want to go and like commit petty crime and be like my wing. Man, you know? We'll do. We will knock off this Seven uh, yeah. Eleven. Can yeah. do. It's like, hey man, distract that fucking cashier while I steal all the fucking crunch bars. You know, like, <laughs> I can do something silly. Yeah, so like it's great. I think uh, Mr. Meeseeks for me is probably probably doing what I at least like to do, which is I'm, I'm pressing the I'm pressing the Meeseeks box every time those stacks of dishes get a little too overwhelming. Like, Mr. Meeseeks, let's get at this, man. Can do those dishes, you know? Yeah, I would be like, man, I'd be like getting him to like... Yeah, it would definitely turn into like a slave service yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. You're going to do all the trivial yeah, shit around Mr. that yeah, house. Mr. Meeseeks in high school is doing all your all your math homework, Walk right? Walk the dog. Yeah, yeah. He's but, doing... So, we get, so now we're, uh, we're taking two strokes off of Jerry's game. We're making a complete woman out of... Uh, out of uh, yeah. meth, and we're making her a more making someone more popular girl. Yeah. But while all this is happening, now we have we, we have the side, the story, side story, and the side story is inevitable. Or I guess that would actually probably be the main plot, which is 
Jerry and uh, I'm sorry, Rick and Morty. They he wants to, he. It's kind of funny. I mean, this is before the whole dragon theme episode comes through, but he mm-hmm. definitely has an affinity for that D and D lifestyle, right? You know. Yeah, like folksy. Yeah. Uh, whimsical. Um, you know, like uh, Tolkien verse. Yeah. You know, like like you, hobbits. You, it's kind of funny. Sorcerers, that type of shit. M- Morty really is into that kind of like yeah, Tolkien-esque kind of reality. He really wants to be the. Uh, the knight in shining armor, or he wants to be the he wants to have that kind of that sensibility. It's not kind of like heavy, but it's kind of it's it is a it is a it is a bit adorable. How oh, he kind of, he's definitely motivated by like sincere do goodery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's not like I'm and gonna save just, the world. He's like, just wants to do good. Yeah, you just see Rick just taking the piss out of everything, right? He's just kind of the the Debbie Downer. Well, it's like regular Rick ruining everything, yeah. right? That's, yeah, a, that's a line exactly. from a later episode, yeah. you know, where uh, I don't even know it's Project Phoenix one where uh, yeah, he's he's tiny Rick and he smashes everything. But um, again, we keep digressing into our other yeah. episodes, but that's not a big deal. Um, well, I mean, it's just it's such it's such a great startup to scene where the ep- I love that we went back instead of kind of like we retract and kind of decided to step back and retrack through the old episodes and you really get to see them tee up these spectacular episodes through just seeing the the hindsight truly is 2020 so you get to see the 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 uh the lens in which you know this is kind of like shown through yeah yeah and the way they rolled with the punches and stuff it's been a lot of fun it's, yeah. they've been really really good with it but so while, while this is all happening right they they're doing their whole little uh quest in the whimsical tolkien verse or whatever and yeah and uh, Morty basically like stands up on a soapbox mm-hmm. in the middle of a village and is like, "We're two heroes." And as that's going on, you just have like Rick cringing. And yeah, Rick just can't stand it. Rick, Rick's already had his hero phase. He's over it. Yeah. Morty's doing a bad job at being a hero right now. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "Fucking fuck this! All everything about it. Fuck it." Um, I would have rather been helping the fucking hat trick out of yeah. house, but. He, 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 Watching he, interdimensional, interdimensional cables. Any fucking thing. Going out and fucking a planet. You know, but yeah. he, he, he's roped into doing this now for the sake of a gamble so that he can get out of doing his own laundry. But he, he a person from the village approaches and is like, hey, you know, there's we're all super poor, but yeah. the giant who lives up in the clouds has like untold treasure and there's literally a fucking beanstalk. A giant beanstalk it almost just seemed like Dan and them really did kind of like, we're going to phone this in just to kind of give Rick kind of that ability to kind of take the piss out of it. So you know what I mean? Like there's a giant beanstalk there already. There's a giant. It's 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 all working out so wonderfully and adventurously. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very easy to for it's almost like it's almost like the the, the plot's been pre-written for it yeah. to be so simple. And so now we have them uh, essentially, you know, navigating the beans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they agree yeah. to to go and deal with this, and they head on their way. And then they the episode takes us back to um, what's happening with everybody and their meeseeks, right? And the meeseeks are like literally like holding a fucking seminar at the school explaining how being friends with Summer would be like one of the most enriching experiences yeah, of It's your almost like she's running for life. class president. Yeah. yeah. And like literally like pres- uh, Principal Vagina is like I got this custody thing going on and like he disappears 
and like so you like, just hear that pop and then yeah. he's like he's like oh i'll just get your information from from summer later you know? yeah and so like they're killing it right and then uh uh he makes beth a more complete woman right sitting there beth tries to kiss him. yeah i love how beth is insecurity is is so high that he she even falls for someone who his sole purpose is to disappear Literally, whoever's there, yeah. whoever could be there, literally, anyone could be there. It would like it, a fucking Nisi. So. Yeah, and she's so desperate. Yeah, she's so just, desperate. That, she's just, she's just, but she's crying out for attention, you know, in in such a desperate way, and it's just so funny because it's just like, literally, Mr. Meeseeks' whole modus operandi is to disappear after he. He does it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we, so now well, we. So ultimately, uh, the one of the things that I like the most is that the waiter comes. He's like, "Want more wine?" And she's like, "No, I've had. They've had enough. You know, I've had plenty." Yeah. But uh, Jerry just cannot figure out this thing, right? Yeah. Well, and square your yeah, shoulders. Square your shoulders. Look down. Keep your head down. And to tell you the truth, I, I haven't been. I, I've, I've put some golf. I've, I've hit some golf balls. When when I was a kid, I, I don't know if you remember Eric Thurka, but we used to I used to live in Granger and we'd pitch balls out into the out into the field. So I, I kinda have an affinity for golf. And I took my brother in law to hit some golf balls. Man, I'll tell you what, don't knock golf until you've played it, man. That that it'll get you sore, man. You Yeah, I used to go play the I used to go play the course over at Southwestern and stuff. Yeah. I, I played a little golf. It's fun. It's fun. Um, I prefer disc golf. You know, oh, just because yeah, yeah. it's, it's more socially acceptable to get high as shit. <laughs> Disc golf is uh is basically the the hippie version of, of absolutely golf. yeah. If anybody who's listening to this has never played disc golf, go do that. My old man used to be some. He used to play disc golf at Southwestern University. He loved it, man. Yeah. My old man was like in a, into it. Yeah, it's a lot uh, of fun, man. I've, I've met some really fun people out on the disc golf course. So you're he's 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 in he's jerrying the whole situation up by basically just ignoring it and then by the end of it he throws the golf club in frustration and said and and is basically wants to walk off the golf course yeah and before before the mr meeseeks allows that right mr yeah. meeseeks calls in another mr meeseeks yeah right and the mr meeseeks starts clamoring back and forth and it cuts us back away i love how he just basically kind of reiterates because it's really true like this mr meeseeks is doing his best job and he's like well has he squared his shoulders and kept his head down oh he's trying you know and it's just he's still staying positive as a me seeks to try and get him to to just let him die you know you can just see they're starting to panic yeah panic's already starting to set in and the just like straight pure cheer out of the fur out of the new one you know it's like you can see the subtle difference yeah but he's trying so hard to like stay positive for jerry um, it takes us back to Rick and Morty, who have again finished scaling the giant beanstalk, and they go into uh, you know effectively the giant's kitchen. Yeah. Right. And the giant walks in and he goes, "Fee fi fo fum." I smell the and he falls and fucking yeah, he like trips in a puddle or something. Yeah. Uh, like, the yeah. bottom line is he fucking slips and falls and cracks his head on the corner of the table, and Rick and Morty get blamed. Like I said, I don't know, I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought that the giant looked like Dan Harmon, like to a T. I think he looked. But then again, he's 
he's big and hairy, so maybe it was just a. I can't recall off the top of my head. I feel like he's maybe grayer than yeah. what the than what the than what the giant was depicted as. But um, either way, uh, they wind up uh, going to uh, giant jail as tiny people. Yeah. And, and the I'm, wife calls nine one one and says two two mis- two mysterious little people killed. Which is so funny how this like these tiny people. His son, her wife, or her yeah. husband Dale. Yeah, his, his name was Dale. Dale. Yeah, how these two like tiny people who basically have no chance or, or no way of of attacking this giant somehow killed him. You know. Well, also like how like all of a sudden. Like the giants had technology, they had cell phones. <laughs> yeah. There's like a whole society. Like it's not like a one-off giant yeah. that's up here at the top of this beanstalk. Like no, nah, bro. There's a whole giant society in the sky. And there's uh, there's, you know? there's like on. it turns into like a great uh, procedural cop drama for like thirty seconds, where like he's like, "You're hard up. You got hey man, this giant had some money. I'm just gonna come and take it." You know, he's basically like. The, the, the two cops are just like, you're going down for this, you know? And there's also, like, little person discrimination as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. There's a, there are a small people representation yeah. groups and yeah. shit. Yeah, so there's, there's clearly some, like, discrimination going on from giants and little people, enough to where there's, like, a, there's a whole... Advocacy. Advocacy, advocacy, yeah. advocacy group. So now he's giving... He's giving a uh, summer and Beth. Yeah, yeah so summer and Beth wind up coming home, <laughs> and they're full fledged, uh, full rounded out, beautiful women who have yeah. changed. Yeah, I mean Beth has gotten her hair done. Summer is like speaking frankly and poignantly on like how the need to be popular is what leads to people's lack of ability to be popular, and like they've both like made major transitions. And meanwhile. <laughs> Jerry's just surrounded by me seeks. And he's disheveled. He looks like he's over it. He's just kind of, you know, he, I think he's like his shirt looks wrinkled. He's over it. He's been he's been at it for almost a day and a half now, right? Cuz this is the second day, right? Well, so I think this is hell, I don't know. I think this is still the first is day, right? The I, first think, day? I think the first day is either the first day or the second day, right? Yeah. And um, so Beth is Beth, Oh yeah, this is the first day cuz her hair's still done. Yeah. Right, and then so it kind of you get this like small transition. I don't think it transitions away from the story, but yeah, yeah. So it takes us to where Rick and Morty are getting sentenced. Yeah, and as they're getting sentenced and found guilty, uh, a a lawyer comes in or an attorney comes in and saves them from the small people's <laughs> advocacy like, group. Fee fi fo fum. They didn't get read their Miranda well, rights. It's like a, a, uh, I'm such and such yeah. from the from the small people's advocacy group. And these people weren't read their, these tiny people weren't read their giant Miranda rights, and therefore they're free fi to go home. Yeah, there you go. And he's like, and no, no one, one gets, he no doesn't get a laugh. That? Yeah, he we're giant. He's like, he doesn't get the response he wants. It's literally the uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush equivalents of like clap. You know, it's like us deconstructing our thing. We're giants. Come so. On. Now they're they're free to go, but the steps are giant steps. So yeah, and like the, you know, usually walking down the courthouse steps is the easy part. Yeah, Come on, yeah. man! And I love how Rick still inevitably trying to take the piss out of the whole situation is like the only way we can get out of this is if there's like an ex machina situation of like magic, 
because we're going to go to jail. They're going to drop the soap on us, and we're just going to crush our spines, and it'll be real easy to reap us after that. Yeah, and then, of course, they literally do get the X-Machina. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they get that X-Machina. And so now, like I said, this, so now you said, like you said, they're standing at the stairs. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they get to the stairs, and, like, basically, like, holy shit. And yeah. it transitions us back again. So, like, this episode is yeah, a lot just, of bouncing yeah, back and transitions forth between the two stories. But ultimately, you can definitely tell that it's a, it's a it's a it's it is a it is a newer. I mean, it is a basically they're still finding their footing on proper transition because this episode really did take a lot of chewing from both plots as the, as the story progresses or as Rick and Morty progresses. You kind of notice that their transition between the A and B plot. Do get well, a lot so this better. one does real good where both of them climax at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. real, real neat how they did this one, the way it all comes together. But ultimately, uh, it takes us back, and there's a short scene where it shows us where Jerry and the me seeks are just all having a meltdown. Yeah, right. Jerry can't get it done. There's even more me seeks. Yeah, there's and a ton of me seeks like, now. The room, the living room is filled with me seeks. The, the, the furniture's moved. They're trying to get him to understand that that it, it inevitably every every hour that it takes him, every minute that it takes him is an is an eternity to the Mises. Yeah, they, yeah. They are they are literally. One of them says, I think, come bust in the room and says, "We're not allowed. We're not supposed to live this long. Things are getting weird, man." Yeah, like, things are getting weird. Yeah, yeah. And they start pointing the finger at everyone else. But the best whole the best part of that whole scene is. Beth walks in now. She's. I'm going know, out. Yeah, she's going out. She's no longer self actualized anymore. She she's, doesn't have the hairdo yeah, up. It's yeah. the next day. Yeah, like, she's, presumably. Yeah, she's pretty much back to the old Beth. You know, she's she's pretty much reserved to the fact that she's stuck in this life with Jerry. And Jerry's like, I've got a marriage to save. So, pretty much, my, my responsibility of getting two. two uh, Two strokes off my game is more your problem than mine. He is physically pa- past the buck. Or yeah, he's and, like, he, and he's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, like I got bigger problems right now. I'm yeah. gonna take care of this. And uh, you know, he basically steps off and like all the Meeseeks have like a collective like, oh no. And it takes us back to Rick and Morty, who are like slowly scaling their way down the the wall and i love how like the show remarks on itself like how uh rick is literally like talking shit about how this is a real real exciting part of the story and how morty's like well if we were telling a story we wouldn't tell this part of the story stupid and yet they're on a tv show and we're being shown this part of the story yeah right like morty don't know how to tell a good story but in this moment right they uh they notice the the thirsty step, which is a bar built right into the side of the stairs for but tiny it, for tiny for, beings. Just and, but it's also up. got stairs in it, like like uh, how would you like say sentient stairs. sentient stairs in it? Yeah, well, like with arms and legs and faces that are totally like <laughs> and one of them is like little dudes. Yeah, one of them is like giving Rick the business, like he's kind of giving him the stink eye. Well, they, no, no, he ain't even giving. Yeah, the stink I'm just saying, eye. like he just like glances over at Rick as Rick walks in, and he's not having any of it. Rick's he's like, like, "What are you looking at, motherfucker?" Yeah, <laughs> like just fucking lit, bro. Rick is lit. He whenever he, he walks into this place, he's already been coming in hot. He's already been through the through the giant jail system he's hardened <laughs> oh he's just fucking over this shit 
He's been having to climb downstairs. He's been in a giant jail. And like he's trying to get, he's trying to go home. He he's he's basically still like, uh, so he he's not having, he's not letting any of the whimsical no. parts take any S- kind of hold sli- of him. Slippery stair. Yeah. Mister Booby Buyer. Yeah. The and but Mister Booby Buyer buys boobs and he wants to buy those boobs. You know. I like how Mr. Booby Buyer is like this like huge creature and then fits in a hole the size of a dime in the corner of the room. Yeah, man. Uh, the I mean, and Rick was right, bro. Like the 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 fucking adventure was definitely like collapsing on itself at that point, man. Like shit was getting crazy. There's sentient stairs. There's a reptile trying to buy the boobs off of the server who's serving y'all for the same mm-hmm. cost that. It's gonna cost them to go down the stairs with slippery stair, like bro, like shit was getting. It was, it was definitely. It's a lot to keep up. It with was ra- it was unraveling and it was unraveling in the best way possible. So then we have, well, like we still like the the like there's still that kind of like, uh, po- like the me seeks positivity that that rolls that uh, that is that is, that is, uh, forever in the veins of of Morty. He he stays. Kind of, he tries to stay as optimistic as possible. Yeah. Much like a me seeks. Yeah. So he's 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 basically he, he's like, well, I'm gonna let you kind of like get your shit together and not be such a Debbie Downer. I'm gonna go take a leak. When I come back, I expect you to kind of get into this. Like, let's you know that there's so many whimsical things going on and you're just being a grumpy old. You know, it's like either fucking act straight or leave. Yeah. It's literally what it came to. It was yeah. like literally like ultimatum. Yeah. And uh, so he steps off to the bathroom, to the bathroom, and it takes us back to the scene. Final final cut, right? Or whatever, uh, second to last cut. Yeah, it takes us back to the scene that's transpiring between the me-seeks. And uh, because Jerry's done left. And so now the me-seeks are just like stuck with themselves. And they're bro. just like bringing in me seek after me seek. Well, and, yeah, like, I mean, sharing the other ones. Yeah, apart. I mean, shit devolves, bro. They're first talking about. Like they they like have like a mutiny, right? It's like your failures are your own old man. But that is the best line ever when he's just like only two days old, but he's old, he's he's grizzled. He's got the five o'clock shadow. Stuck up in here for two days, mm-hmm. an eternity in me seeks time. And he's basically saying that Jerry's a lost cause, and then the youngest me seek. Pops back with the failures of your own old man, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's, it's like a... just completely throws, at, you know, throws his, his his him and all of the stripes he's been through under that bus. Yeah, it's like fuck you. I'm ready, bro. We gonna get him to square them shoulders, bro. And and the, one of the younger is me. One of the more one of the, I guess the less age me sinks comes to the realization that if Jerry is killed. Then he won't have him. He won't have any strokes. Yeah, yeah. Off. What is it? We can't take two strokes off his golf game, but we can get all oh, strokes man. off his golf game. What is he saying? When we kill him, Ooh, I'm Mr. Biggs. They start yeah. freaking out, dude. They're all on board. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that there's inevitable. So, with most things, Rick is correct. There's a particular reason why these things aren't allowed to live for too long. They're, they're, and why you don't ask them to do too complex a shit. Yeah, they're just they're there to facilitate simple tasks in a quick and strategic way. 
these things are not gods. <laughs> they cannot manifest. So they're going to do it the easiest way possible. The which expeditious is a, completion of simple tasks. Yeah, and they're going to do it the most simple way possible, which is killing Jerry. Oh, they're over. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, it's over, over. So, so I love the fact that they come in through the big the big picture window in a white horse. It's like, where the fuck did he get the white horse? Yeah, yeah. And he's riding in on it in this like nice white tablecloth restaurant. Yeah, and they like take hostages, and Jerry and Beth like have to like run into the run into the walk in the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then while this is transpiring, right, Morty is still in the restroom. Yeah, Morty's in the restroom. And and he and so so we're talking to the well, I think he come he says he's Mr. Jellybean, right? Yeah, yeah, but so it like, turns out that he's actually King. Yeah, he's Jellybean. actually King Jellybean. But so like, he's he's basically like trolling the restroom to find a bait, right? Oh, he's a predator. That's what I'm saying. So like, he's trolling the restroom to find bait, and he thinks that he found one. And what inevitably would seem like someone weak, he just doesn't know who he's fucking with, you know? I mean, like I literally said earlier in the conversation, yeah. do not put Morty in a corner. Yeah. This motherfucker was like, roll with the punches, go with the flow. And Morty was like, nah, man, you're making me uncomfortable. And homie was like, just let this happen, you little fucking tease. And Morty was and like, and it gets like, I mean, don't oh, get me wrong. They get, they don't get, get me, brutal. don't get me wrong. As Rick and Morty progress as a television show, it does get dark, right? It can get dark, but there was something really, really. I mean, they played that predatory jelly bean off as very terrifying. Oh, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, like, the, uh, listen, I still don't know how the fuck it made it on TV. Yeah, I mean. Uh, 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 you know that it's it's super dark. It's it's there's really nothing funny about it. Like you can't I, you can't find the humor in this. It's satisfying to see that he gets fucking turn into pus. At yeah, the and the the I mean and like and I think and I think and I think that's what it is. It's yeah, like but, it's like it's a it's a long way of saying fuck rapers. Yeah, and right. The, and but like, the worst part is too like you see like. Morty exhausted and and kind of like sweating. I mean, you literally see him at his wits end. Like he's oh, he's over it. Yeah. He's like he's like yo, I'm I'm out. Like let's let's, let's <laughs> and, call it like you and while, you in the bet. Yeah, I don't need to be in control of anymore. And while all this is happening, I think you have Mr. Sanchez singing "Sweet Home Alabama." Like he's buddy buddies with the stairs. He's raking boys over yeah, the cold, yeah, winning schmeckles yeah, and card yeah. games. He's, he's actually talking, yeah, he's actually yeah, he, up. Yeah, he's talking. He's talking mad shit to them. He's having a blast. And Morty beats the absolute fucking dog shit out of King Jellybean. Like literally, he winds up shoving his head in the toilet and smashes his head with the toilet and seat breaks it over repeatedly head. until he's completely limp and unconscious. Yeah, and he breaks the toilet seat over his head. Yeah. Like, he fucks that. <laughs> Rightfully so. Fuck that jelly bean. Like, that thing was like, that was hardcore. Oh, listen, bro. He got what was coming to him yeah. whenever Rick turned him into fucking pus or whatever. <laughs> turned him inside out. But, uh, uh, so, so at this point, uh, he's crying like he's trying. He's like at he's at he's at Rick's like uh, Rick's you know like the the he's like this, grabbing he, for the portal. Yeah, and like this kind of shows that I don't know. It, I maybe this is early on in the show. It really does kind of show as much as 
Rick likes to pretend that he's he's a loveless, soulless kind of like unfeeling god. That there really is a soft spot for Morty. No, I mean even in the even in the uh, even in the booger even in the booger person episode. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know he 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 has a tremendous love for Morty, mm. and he even views it as a weakness and a liability. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's something that like if he could get rid of, he would, but he yeah. can't. But he can't. Yeah. Yeah. To and the so, point where it becomes literally the the the, the crux of of something he disdains about himself. That and the, that he can't play the tuba. I think is one of them. The, yeah. Something really stu- silly and like obtuse, like or like uh, you know. So we're we're cutting to now the 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 this the last transition. Yeah, and so what happens is uh, we cut back to. Beth and Jerry, who are in the stand-in, mm-hmm. and Jerry's basically like having this meltdown because these innocent people are gonna get killed by the Meeseeks. They because, somehow got guns, well, like guns, knives. I mean, one of them had a katana. Like they were killing each other. Like these fools were. These fools equipped themselves with what they could. But uh, ultimately, Jerry's like, "How am I so pathetic?" Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Like, and basically, Beth like stands him up, squares his shoulders. Tells him that and, she loves him. Yeah, and right. so you find that all the Jerry being Jerry, all of his, um, all of his, how would you say this? All his, of his confidence comes from Beth. Yeah, and all or it comes his, from maybe even family, but yeah, it comes well, from all Beth. His, well, and all of his insecurity comes from the lack of love that he's getting from yeah. her too. And so, yeah. like, all it took to put two swings on Jerry's golf game was for him to know that he had the unconditional love of his wife. Yeah. You know, and he went out there, kicked open the door, fucking put the fucking ball in the, you know, put the put the vegetable, I think it was a tomato. Yeah, there was a the, tomato, he got that into the pot. Yeah. And then he got the onion into the cup. Okay, so the, I love that. He goes, um, you know, the, they all disappear because he got the tomato into the pot. And then you have the stickler. Yeah, there's, I'm a stickler. And he's too. really sweet, right? He's like, ah, I'm more of a stickler, so I'm going to have to see your short game. And then he pulls the knife out and grabs the woman. Yes. Oh my God! What about your short game? <laughs> and so, at first you think he's just gonna be there and just kind of be there for it, but no, he still manages to take a hostage. And she's like, "What about your short?" Game? But give it to give it to Jerry, man. He sinks the putt into. So he puts an onion in a coffee cup. Yeah. So that's like a heck of a shot yeah, with yeah. like with like the side of a yeah. I think it's cooler. just like the side of a walk-in cooler shelf. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like it's like all makeshift <laughs> and. uh he now he you know he's got his he his the, the endorphins are flowing he he's probably got a raging boner for Beth the size and of an he, East Coast lighthouse right <laughs> and so he's like we'll take our dinner to go the manager's like no you won't you have so many questions to answer the police are coming and he's like rightfully so <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah he's just and, like just like. So we have the last, this is the last of many transitions in this episode of them finally, the quest is over. We have them coming down the stairs off of the back of Mr. What is it? Slippery, Slippery stairs. stairs. Yeah. And they're dropping the bag of schmeckles that Rick won. He, got his, every... he got his kisses. He got two kisses from some cute Yeah, they, they, they dropped the bag off to the villagers so the villagers could have money to survive. Morty's heralded as a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rick admits that Morty won the bet. 
And then suddenly the villagers are like, oh, hey, check it out. It's a privilege. The king is coming. You should we say get, hi. You should say hi. Maybe you can get a nice thank you from him. You and know? it's the fucking jelly bean that Morty had, <laughs> had to fucking defend himself And from. he's like, uh, you know. He's, Still is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's clearly he, haven't gotten his ass beat. Yeah, he's a black eye, gash open, you know, head. He's. He's clearly gotten worked over by, rightfully so, by someone who he was trying to take advantage of, and he's like portal gun now, and there's there, you know what? Like I said, there's definitely inherent care because like without fail, I mean of course Rick knows something's wrong, but he opens up that portal. Well, he knew what was going. Yeah, on. exactly. You know, he, he he saw like especially whenever he saw beat up that dude yeah. was like whenever he pieced it all together like he. Yeah. He knew what was happening, so he was so happy he, to oblige. Like it was without question. Yeah, it was without even like, question, without yeah. hesitation. Like the eyes, like follow his eyes on the episode. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like like you follow Rick's eyes. Motherfucker is knows what's happening, and yeah. like and yeah, and I, happily and, obliges him. And I love that. Like on the way out, he fucking puts his gun back through. Yeah, reopens and, the portal. He yeah. lets. Yeah, he lets. Oh, he, he, he actually closes yeah, the portal. He reopens, and reopens the portal. it. So he almost it. And since lets Morty feel like he's safe now, reopens the portal, boom. I feel like it was more of a like he fucking got out of there and thought for two seconds and got angry again. Yeah, it was like, it was like I'm cool to like get Morty out of here and then realize that they got out of there and realize that he was not satisfied. Yeah, with that. Right. and then just liquefied that. I, it's it's such a beautiful moment because he literally like condenses and explodes. And yeah, like, it's like he he slightly shrinks, like, yeah. like he kind of like shrivels in towards his center yeah. of mass, and then he just erupts. Yeah, it's great, and it's like everything that you've ever wanted every pedophile <sighs> and every rapist to go through. Yeah, it just right. Like, like it's such vindication for 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 the ugly for the type of people like that in the world. It's so, what they deserve. So. We essentially have like a, a two-face kind of moment in Batman, right? Or, you know, I can't think of Two-Face's real name for some reason. But you have like the two-face moment. Harvey. Sorry, yeah. So you have like this Harvey Dent moment. Not that Harvey Dent was a rapist or a pedophile. But we have this Harvey Dent kind of moment where the memory of Harvey Dent is more powerful than the truth of Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent became a evil person who was solely bent on on letting things be taken controlled by by a flip of a coin so you have this essentially like everyone still loved mr jellybean but they let it die and they find a box full of his like his like sickness like this his, 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 his disgusting behavior and they're like burn it mr jellybean will be regarded as a hero not a villain you know well is it the the idea he serves as now is more important than the jelly bean that he truly was. Yeah, exactly. Or something to that. Yeah, effect. so it's basically like the Harvey Dent moment at the end of Batman. You know. Yeah. You hold his ideals above higher than who he actually was. One of the things I love about this episode uh, was that uh, this is where Rick concrete again the love of a dub dub saying. I mean, he literally. I mean, come Beth on, too. Beth, the Beth and Jerry both look at the camera, which is kind of newish. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't do that much in the in the latter episodes. They, the they, they broke the fourth wall than a motherfucker, which mm. I always love. Yeah, right. Um, and so this episode, 
uh, we have the introduction of Mr. Meeseeks, who's mm -hmm. iconic, and we also have the introduction of Global Dub Dub Dub. So this is like and I don't think a big Mr. episode, man. Yeah, and I don't think Mr. Vagina has given his name yet, right? Principal Vagina, I don't think he's given his name yet, has he? I don't know. Because I think it's in the later episode. He's like, I don't know. No it's... relation or <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. That's in the very first episode. Is that in the very... During the pilot. Whenever, oh, is whenever, that the very whenever, first? Whenever, yeah, whenever he calls uh, Beth. <laughs> To uh, explain uh, how Morty hasn't been in school. Yeah. He goes, hey, this is this, is this Mrs. Smith? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, hey, this is this is Morty's principal, Principal Vagina. No relation. Yeah. And so well, that's... Well, yeah, so he hasn't introduced from episode From episode one, we know that's Batman's Principal <laughs> Vagina. Yeah. I, I, the, you know, the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone really didn't kind of flesh out a lot of their peripheral characters until later on you know you kind of had you had like you know some of the some of the smaller people i mean some of like the, the side characters who were semi-important you know like the teachers and certain people like that but it almost just seems like everyone in the rick and morty universe when they're not on camera they almost feel like they're still standalone characters you almost know what um the teacher is is eating his eating shit and and having affinity for underage girls well, you and know, watching car and watching uh watching uh, shit TV you know well you know it's uh, one of those things shoulders. where uh, you know if you've seen every episode you know how many versions of Mister Goldenfold have you met through like how many different universes yeah. versions of Mister Goldenfold have you met. How many uh, crazy circumstances have you seen Mr. Goldenfold get put through? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you see these people get put through crazy things, and you see alternate versions of these people being put through mundane and crazy things, like you definitely get a sense of like what these people would have going on. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, an immersive experience, right? Like it's yeah. really, really good. Like I've... I wouldn't go and make a fucking podcast about it if it was dog Ex shit, right? Exactly. Like, this shit is fan-fucking-tastic, bro. And the thing that I always gush over is, like, the loosely improvised feel of it all, right? It's like, they it, it almost feels like they get in the writing room and they're like, this. And the motherfucker's like, yeah. And they're like, this. And he's like, fucking, fucking sure, why not? And, like, before long, they just, like, have an episode that they've, like, slopped together and then they, like, bring to life with the precision of like a NASCAR pit crew. There's you know? this, uh, you love, I don't know if you love them or not. I love Key and Peele. Have you, do you watch any of their oh, stuff? Oh, they're great. You yeah. Know I mean? So they're, they're, they're not as good at skit comedy as Dave Chappelle. Well, yeah. So, but, but like, there's, they're, they're great. They're, they're good. I like them a lot, man. So there's this great, they make me laugh. There's this great episode of Key and Peele where it's basically essentially like 1983, 1984. And you have this like flamboyantly, uh, flamboyant character played by one of them and they're basically writing the part to the gremlins and he's like he's coked out of his mind and he's telling everybody he's like just give me what you think and he goes I want Hulk Hogan a gremlin in drag and one that can emit electricity through its fingers and he goes you know, and it's just like the greatest thing ever. And then at the bottom of the of the skit, you're like, all the things, all of these things actually happened in the movie. You know, so it's like you have this like amazing skit of like this guy 
literally I mean I almost feel like it's the same way you have this like style of writing where it's just like nothing is nothing is off limit nothing is 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 going to be something that well, they're going like, to Well it's like let's let's just speak on it frankly how do you as the people running production take seriously the task of bringing to life the character of Mr. Poopy Butthole <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it's a serious task. Like, I swear to God, like it's someone's job, someone's actual fucking job, was to bring Mr. Poopy Butthole to life, and you have to take that seriously. Whenever and he's also good it, at karate, right? right? Yeah, but it's like the thing is that like these people have to take their jobs seriously, but they're they're doing these silly things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like such a neat intersection of like but think silly about ideas the, and professional execution. They're standing on the shoulder of giants, right? So that's the way I think of it. Because where you have Mr. Poopy Butthole, you have Mr. Hanky, a literal talking piece of shit. Yeah. Right? You know. They're standing on the shoulders of giants. You have, you know, not that they're shit, but you have Kane and Krotos who are, you know, sentient aliens. Or one is a female and looks exactly like the male. You have Kanan Kodos. You have, you know, the, you know, Flanders playing the devil, who is essentially one of the most, you know, you know, altruistic Catholic or you know Christian characters. You, they're they're literally standing on the shoulders of giants. So as much as we'd like to pretend, or or we'd much like to think that Dan Harmon is, you know. You know, he like I said, he's he's literally getting to pull from from magnificent pieces of work that have come before him. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and like, taken very seriously. Yeah, I mean, like art being derivative is dope. Yeah, like that's cool. Like you yeah. know, like it, like it's cool to like be able to see like the linear uh, flow of influence yeah. over the art. I think I, that's cool. I I love like when we when you know, so I'm gonna, we're gonna step away from it, right? I want to talk about some other stuff. Like if you're gonna watch Futurama. I love the fact that like at the at some of the you know so you end up finding that out that Leela is a mutant and that there's a whole mutant society under the ground and one of it's essentially just a talking foot but they have depth and love and compassion life and you know children down there you literally have you know full-fledged characters under there that are living their own life in a subterranean, you know, New York City, you know. So, like I said, I don't mean it in, in not that you took it in any negative way, but we literally have Dan Dan Harmon standing on the shoulders of giants, like someone like Matt Graney, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, you know. Even let's let you know, you can even go into you know other other forms of you know um, you know cartoons, whether it's you know the the situational comedy of like something like the critic who would basically criticize movies and and literally take the piss out of Hollywood you know or you know any other you know great character whether it's even the anim animaniacs who are just these weird characters that lived in the water tower of the WB you know and literally mocked and relentlessly mercilessly mocked everything that was basically golden Hollywood you know, whether it was making fun of Jay Leno's chin or the gap in Dave Letterman's teeth or, you know, sexualizing the nurse but making her a full-fledged human being who was smart. She not only was a nurse, but she was smart and she had 
death, you know. So, like I said, you know, as spectacular as Rick and Morty is, we do a podcast on it because they're standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, and those guys did the same thing. You know right, yeah. And those guys will be able to point back people in the past that they looked to. Oh, of course. You yeah. know, and it's just the flow of it, and, uh, and it's a neat thing. I love to be on the cutting edge of it. And uh, you know, with that, I mean, I'm I'm pretty chill to put a ch- to put a bow on this episode. I can't I wait till next week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, this was this was the, definitely the highlight of. Do you, of, do you know which episode it is next week? Uh, no, I'm just saying I can't wait because I think that this was probably one of our most well flown episodes, and I think that we had a lot of fun with it. So I just can't wait till next week. Yeah, I mean, I we're gonna, that, we're gonna keep I, doing good with it. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the, this was probably like one of the highlight when when we go through. Episode when we go by season by season, they're definitely our standout episodes that we just like we know are going to be bangers, you know. Yeah, this was a banger, and that's why we reached almost an hour on this motherfucker. Yeah, all right, man. So well, I'm gonna let you say that intro. That oh, the Portal Boys be podcasting. We'll catch y'all next time, fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs>